0: For me, I just feel like I've been robbed of time through my suffering and my coping mechanisms. So if I could give myself that time back, I'd wanna do more of what I really loved and the things that give me joy and fun. And it's all about the music and the festivals and the radio and that kind of thing. Hello, and welcome to Behind the Mother Mask. I'm your host, Annie Breen, registered nutritional therapist, master NLP practitioner, and transformational coach for exhausted mums who don't feel enough. My mission with this podcast is to lead with vulnerability by starting to lift the psychological mask you wear each day that protects you and others from the stuff that's hard to explain and talk about. It's about sharing from the middle, not just the open wounds or the healed scabs, but the messy middle. Let's go for honesty over perfection, because I believe when you transform yourself, you automatically transform your relationships and parenting by passing down wisdom, not wounds. So if you're up for that, you definitely don't need to do it alone. I'm here to lead you on what could be the greatest adventure of your life, behind the mother mask, back home, to yourself. Hello, I hope you're well, how are you? just playing around with my microphone i'd really like to have my set my sound is pretty good i I think these podcasts they sound all right don't they but um you know i'm getting to the point now where i I want the sound to be really good look at me getting all technical and caring about that side of things um How are you? I am 40. I am nearly a week into being 40. When I, when was my birthday? So it's now Wednesday the 22nd. I'm recording this. <laughs> I know, I know this is going out in two days. Um. So I'm into my first week of being 40. Well, let me tell you what I am doing that's different. I've decided not to wash my hair every day. I know. Can you believe it? I actually wash my hair every day. And I know, I'm not going to pretend I know everything about the human body and health, but I know that that's not a good thing when it comes to natural health, natural oils, and kind of preserving your hair quality and strength. But from a purely aesthetic point of view, I feel more confident when I've got clean hair. I know. Can you believe the revelations? And you can see in the background if you're watching the video, number one, the house is a shit tip. But number two, there's some dry shampoo. <laughs> so I'm on day three. Is that right? Yeah, of not washing my hair. And... um I'm fine like the world hasn't ended and I'm okay and it hasn't put me off showing my face online. Do you know what does help a little bit is for my birthday I had eyelash extensions. Um so the fact that I can just wake up and go ding I'm ready to go. Um I don't have them very often but it was just a bit of a treat and I feel good with them. So that's probably fine. Like when they fall out and the nail polish falls off and the eyebrows start to droop because the gel wears up. Then I'm going to suddenly go and wash my hair. (laughs) (laughs) Beauty is an inside out job, isn't it? So that's my big lesson into um, being 40. Now, I am going through, I'm not going to call it an identity crisis. But I think growth spurt is a a nice way to put it. I will let you know if I think of something better, but a growth spurt. And if you're anything like me, they happen very regularly. (laughs) So I started the podcast in June last year. So what's that? Seven, eight months. And now I'm already thinking I want to change it. I want to change it. Now, the interesting thing is, is it won't fully change massively you'll probably listen and think it's still you rambling on about the same old stuff (laughs) but the look the feel the energy of it because I feel like the identity shifts that I am having and have been having for some time whether we call it a dark night of the soul or identity crisis or an awakening or a breakthrough or a growth spurt I feel is taking me closer to who I really am and I think we've chatted about this before Dan and I have is that it it is that cliche of being a journey it's a daily practice it's a skill it's something that we're mastering being ourselves. can you I mean imagine that we actually have to learn how to be ourselves and we know a lot of that is unlearning and letting go of what's not ours to kind of carry or what's not ours to inherit or what's not ours full stop but I definitely feel like something is happening and what I think is trying to burst out is is me like being more me but the fun side of that and enjoying life like I'll be really honest with you I think a lot of my life up to now and I've not really gone into it you know, um, specifically, I can't say the word specifically, specifically <laughs> in an episode about the transgenerational trauma and like that kind of side of things. I know I've touched on it and it was a big reason for starting the podcast because I didn't want the same thing to happen to me, Bonnie and generations to come. It happened to my mum, her dad, and, you know, just going back over the generational line. I didn't want, I don't want people to suffer in silence. That's really important to me. And I said in the last episode that my story is probably my superpower. But I think what I need to be aware of, and, you know, this is um, maybe something for you to think about too, because, you know, me self-indulging and and going on about this stuff, hopefully allows you to reflect on your situation or your version of this or your life is that now it's almost like I'm breaking free from those previous patterns and cycles, which were driven by stuff that happened before me, whether you say to me, for me, whatever. And now this is the next chapter. This is about me. Who's Annie? Who's Annie aside from those things? Who's Annie without her, in inverted commas, problems? Um, And that's a question that I heard a while ago that I wasn't, I I don't know, but now I really do know. Um, And it's almost, it's a little bit reinventing Annie. (laughs) Have you seen that program? I need to, uh, reinventing Anna, by the way, not Annie. I need to go back and finish it but I've been distracted by White Lotus. (laughs) Please do go watch that if you haven't already. So it is a little bit reinventing. And I know that all sounds a little bit middle life and all of that, however you want to call it. But I think ultimately it is becoming yourself and what floats your boat, what drives your passion, what you enjoy, what you're willing to tolerate, what you're not willing to tolerate at this point in your life. And that can change. It can change. So with that said, firstly, I'm I am I'm going to make the decision to, whether we call it a season or an episode or season, I'm going to take the decision to take a, a, a small break while I go away and reinvent <laughs> the podcast. Now, I'm all about the shiny shit. Come on, I love that. So I want to change the look of it a little bit. I want to change the shop window. (laughs) I want the drapes to match the (laughs) carpets. I want the appearance of the podcast to match how I'm feeling on the inside is what I'm trying to say and add more congruence. And I really love that stuff. So it's just a little bit of a facelift. The essence, come on, won't change. Um, But I think some of the content well and how I show up and that kind of thing. um, Well, so I'm going to do that because as you know, Bonnie, I've been homeschooling Bonnie for 10 years now. (laughs) It's not 10 years. (laughs) It's about 10 weeks, but it feels like 10 years. And honestly, like we wouldn't change anything with that. It's so hard in terms of time and space, especially with my gremlin nervous system needs and I, I don't know about you but like for me to get into that creative space I need space and I almost need like a a pre there's prerequisites to that happening which is more space so you like have some space and you get your head engaged and your creativity and your heart engaged and whatever and then you do the thing and then you have some time to go for a walk so it's almost like a sandwich a sandwich of balance and that's a expression I used a long time ago It's a sandwich of balance and right now I am feeling like an imbalanced sandwich <laughs> so I'm going to take the decision because my fear is that I go away from the podcast and people just stop listening are you there um or tune out or whatever but I need to do, just trust my choices that's my mantra isn't it I'm going to do that and I'm going to give it a little bit of facelift. I'll come back and you will not notice anything has changed, (laughs) but I will. So I'm going to do that. Even down to the jingle. I was out walking today. Do you know how many jingles I listened to? I did it for the one I've got now, but I'm like, "Mm, something a bit more fun, a bit more like funky. And yeah. So anyway, I'm going to do that and I'm making, I'm making that call So the second thing is what I am actually going to talk about today, and it's not going to be a really, really long episode, although I have just um, over explained myself, come on, that is like fine to do, (laughs) is what if I could start again? So if I could go back, so in the last episode, my 40th birthday celebration, Dan interviewed me and he asked me about kind of reflections over the last decade and then a little bit over my life and things I wish I'd known and lessons I learned and advice that I would give and all this stuff but I want to go a little bit deeper into that because what if you could go back but also do you know what this has got me thinking about is so I work with mums and I'm quite you know I'm I'm strict about who I, I work with because it's really important for me that we have a relationship, we get on and I can really help you, that the relationship between the coach and the client is so, so important. And i never want to take anyone's money if I can't fully help them and that kind of thing. But um, without disclosing any personal details, I am working with someone who is not a mum at the moment. In fact, it is someone in their 20s, because it felt very right. And when I was thinking about this in this episode what could I do that was differently or what would I want my 20 year old self to know and what action would I take off the back of it I think of her and I think of what I really want her to know because what I said to her I was like oh my god like a lot of us don't realize we have these kind of childhood wounds childhood trauma these kind of limiting beliefs or this trail of destruction (laughs) from our um, upbringing life until we reach 30 or 40. So to have someone that has that awareness or is prepared to go down that kind of path now and look at those things, I think is incredible. So I think about her, it's easier to think about her than me. And there's a couple of things so we don't want to interfere with destiny do we it's not about um changing the course of history or like the butterfly effect you know if we change some of those even a small thing like the flap of a butterfly's wing the flutter not flap will have a huge ripple effect So it's not really about that. And I did say in the last episode that I wouldn't change anything because I wouldn't be here doing what I'm doing, being with who I'm with and being myself today. So it's not really about that, but it's what I wish I could have known and how that would have impacted me differently. So maybe this is kind of, dreaming like just imagining not thinking how it would change the course of history or the events to come uh changing destiny but just what I really wish because there were quite a few years of my life that were dark and and suffering and and taking drugs and and being in danger you know they were unsafe so I what would I have I done differently so I'm just going to talk through some of those things another thing I just want to mention at the moment with the in inverted commas, homeschooling. I'm going to call it unschooling, but whatever. Bonnie is watching her tablet quite a lot. And that is something that I've just had to let go of. But now she's happy. She's loved. We do our best to be attuned and connect with her and give her time. But it's hard. So we're doing our best of what we can do right now. But I took her out the other day to, we went to a soft player in the car and she didn't have her tablet and we were just chatting away and honestly we must have chatted away for about 15-20 minutes before she was like um oh I wish I bought my tablet what's wrong you know we're having a nice time we're nearly there we were going to be there in literally like three minutes I was like well it's been really nice isn't it Bonnie just to chat and um she's like but I'm bored I was like, oh, "No, it's it's really hard to be bored." Like, because the thing is, I know people say, and this is you hear this: it's good to be bored because when you're bored, you become creative. Not if you're neurodivergent like me. Boredom is, um, and this is just my experience. I'm not saying that boredom is a bad thing. For me, it actually turns into frustration and a real negative emotion, and then sets me off on that kind of mm-hmm. emotional roller coaster so boredom is painful actually (laughs) so i'm really empathetic as well as thinking you know i can't provide entertainment for you 24 7 i am not netflix um (laughs) um so i was kind of explaining that in a lovely way and i said it's okay it's okay to be bored sometimes we're gonna have to find things to do blah 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 i can't remember what i said and she's like no 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 mum Let me explain. You are boring. (laughs) Thank you Bonnie. So I think one of my missions is not to be boring. I've always wanted to be interesting. (laughs) I've always wanted to be cool. (laughs) Hence driving a bright orange beetle when I was 17. I learned how to drive in like a Fred Flintstones, bright orange, 27 year old Volkswagen screen beetle. Um, I've always wanted to be cool. Hello! Just a little interruption to this episode. I just want to share with you that I am now taking on clients for my one-to-one coaching program for 2023. And honestly, like I believe there's time and what you choose to do with it. There's no right or wrong time. And if you're hearing this and it's resonating and you're listening to this episode, then That is happening for a reason. So, I actually created my energized mother model with you in mind. Just to clarify, I don't work with new mums. When I say I don't, I do, but I don't per se just work with new mums. I tend to work with high functioning mums who are suffering in silence, who have kind of just got on with it for so long and maybe abandoned themselves or sacrificed their needs in the process of raising their kids and they realize they're living this kind of legacy of depletion, legacy of living in this kind of inner conflict of exhaustion. And they just know they can feel so much better. And they want to bet on themselves and raise their standards and step up for themselves. So this proven four-month one-to-one breakthrough pathway is to help you transform unresolved trauma and what I mean by that these are the unconscious hidden things that are in our blind spot often and that are holding us back sometimes there's really obvious things we've been through that have a huge impact on our identity and who we are and who we become but often what I see is these drip fed moments that build up like sand that really impact our sense of confidence and self-worth and how we're able to honor ourselves and kind of be the agent in our life. So it's really about transforming those from the roots so that we can release those overwhelming emotions that tend to hijack us when curveballs come our way or our hormonal cycle. (laughs) (laughs) And this is so that you are free and free is the word to live and parent with more peace, purpose, and energy passing down wisdom and not wounds. And that's what I really want for you. If you are dedicated to changing the narrative for the next generation, but also having a bit of fun and living your life in the process, this is for you. And I combine, you've probably heard me on the podcast, I combine my nutritional therapy and functional medicine approach and really looking at what's going on underneath the surface at the root. And I have a whole load of tools in the toolbox here around functional testing that are, open to you. And on the other hand, I combine that with my transformational coaching and hypnosis and NLP, where we really get to do some incredible techniques, That unless you experience them, they're really hard to explain, and actually go back to where These beliefs originated and this is where we do the magic and we can really release them and reframe them, but also find the resources that you need to move forward that are normally hidden under life's layers of crap. It is transformational. You can read on my website some of the reviews and testimonials and feedback. And I put the link in the show notes for you to go and read that full page. So you want to know a little bit more. But also, please do reach out because we're all different. And this is a very individual kind of program based on you as an individual. And it's very holistic. So reach out if you want to know whether it's right for you. And I would absolutely love to hear from you. So the link is in the show notes. Go have a read, drop me a message, and we can have a chat. Let's make 2023 your year. Okay, back to the episode. Okay, so let's get into the things that I wish that I had known in my 20s, that I could have taken some action on what would have that been. So I think the first thing, and I'm going to listen to this and go, I've got more, but anyway is um, it's never too late to heal. So we hear this all the time, don't we? It's never too late to change. It's never too late to heal. Like when you become conscious of these things, you become conscious, it's the right time, go for it. And that's great. But what I would also just flip that, that it's never too early. So we all kind of look back, or I certainly do and think those things had to happen for me to be the person I am today. And we fully get that Um, and many of us if we could put our problems into a bowl with other people we'd probably take back our own problems we wouldn't want anyone else's they're familiar to us so like I said it's not changing the course of history or destiny but I would love my former self to know that there is support out there that you can heal that it is not you that it's not your fault Yes, we have agency and ownership, but what you are experiencing and what your intuition is telling you is correct. And I think it's the understanding that you can have loving parents and loving support and a loving family, but not necessarily have your needs met in the way that your individual nervous system needs them to be met. And people do the best they can with what they have so I think it's this paradox that you can on the outset look lucky and privileged and have all the things and have a family trying doing the best they can and still feel unseen and unvalidated and unloved and lack that connection I think this is so important and Kind of complex in a way, but obviously we know now um, there's much more light shone on this and understanding around trauma and developmental trauma and this kind of thing, that it's not necessarily a big, awful, traumatic event that happens to you, um, a big bang like event, that it can be these drip-fed moments at the hands of the people who, you know, when you're young, your parents are your world. They are the world. So you kind of look to them in that way. So if you feel like, I don't know, that that relationship that you are not pleasing them or there is stuff going wrong or it doesn't feel right, then we blame ourselves, we blame ourselves. We blame ourselves for our parents' invisible, emotional atmosphere that we don't understand. And most of the time they don't either because they're doing the best they can with what they had. So I think it's it's that in a nutshell. And I don't want to make this all about kind of the, the trauma side of things, because how that has played out, I've been on my own journey with it. Um, but I think just knowing that, you know, what you're feeling is right, you're not broken, um, you've been misunderstood. And this takes me on to the next point, support. You know, the, the medical model, the conventional medical model, did not help me whatsoever whatsoever and um to be honest you know being brought up with my mum is a, a, a healer my dad's a solicitor so two very different ends of the spectrum in terms of career and people um but I've never really kind of been reliant on them and and that kind of thing you know and I never have I've not had a lot of medication I've not had a lot of engagement but you know when I did self harm because I was in a lot of pain I remember going to a doctor and just be given some cream so that's helpful not um and nothing else and no signposting like nothing else so yeah I I suppose going back you feel let down you feel like an outcast you feel like you shouldn't be feeling that way because when you do go to these people that you know you'd hope would help or direct you don't that that makes you think like you're you're a black sheep it's your fault and you feel alone so I think oh my goodness imagine like all the things that I've done imagine knowing that support was available imagine having mentors I think more mentors in your life who could offer different kind of forms of support and ways of helping you and perspectives and that kind of thing and yeah maybe you know you can take the horse to water you can't make them drink maybe it wouldn't be the right time i would have still had to have gone through my hedonistic kind of coping journey but just imagine that knowing that these things exist, knowing that you're not crazy, knowing um, that the mind and the body is connected. And there's so much more than just taking a pill, I think would be really powerful. Off the back of that, the ADHD, um, understanding that, and in terms of how that is connected to developmental trauma, and that it is a response, not a disorder. This is my interpretation that of Mastin Kipps and that of Gabor Mattes. And that I am multi-passionate. Oh my goodness. Like to understand that multi-passionate is a thing, that you don't have to go to school, pick one path, and stay on it. <laughs> oh my goodness, and not box yourself in, I get bored. And actually, that boredom does drive my creativity. Because I don't just accept that I will then like in my podcast, I've done it for six, seven months, and now want to change a little bit. I will do it like I will go and do it. And And if I want to do a course here, but then actually do a workshop here and then do public speaking, oh, but I also want to renovate a trailer and go and hit the road with that. I want to learn to DJ, I want to do that. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. We're not just here. There's not just one path. There's not just one thing. Um, And I think to know that and that being multi-passionate is a thing. And with being multi-passionate and having lots of kind of interest passions and with ADHD, it's all about what's interesting understanding the rapidness of that's a word of growth and the kind of likelihood to change your mind it's not even changing your mind it's that you arrive at one point and you evolve quite quickly from that that's okay that's absolutely okay um because i always felt that i was a failure because i didn't stick at my college courses that i did performing arts i did media then i did music and then i um ended up Gosh, just like going to Glastonbury and the rest is history. And then teaching what I most needed to learn. You know, I started working with people with substance misuse issues, with the homeless, with um, child protection, you know, with families, with all these different things, because I was just trying to learn. So I think to understand that it's okay to feel the way that I was feeling, that I needed different and better support, and that the ADHD was a response, and the fact that I even like that was part of who I am, and being multi-passionate is okay okay can you imagine and then i think the next thing is taking care of your body that your body is your home it was it is my home and i think just to understand the profound impact of our physical health of our physiology on our psychology and our mental health would have been life changing yeah would have been life changing and knowing that i had like agency over that Um, because I really did abuse myself and my body in the process of trying to cope with my emotional needs. And the pain that I was feeling that I was trying to numb from the mind had a huge impact in a negative way on how I was treating the body. So I was trying to cope with what I was feeling in my head and with the mind by absolutely abusing my body. (laughs) And I think with that is trauma and just I've touched on it but understanding it is a thing it doesn't need to be a big bang event that is a severing of an emotional connection that makes you feel safe and sometimes the biggest pain and the biggest wound can come from those um, closest to us and that it's complex that it's multifaceted and it's transgenerational just to understand that and then just finishing up here, there was something that I had in my head and I've just forgotten it. Um, that if you push lots of buttons, eventually things will work. <laughs> because I'm very good at that. i like, I can't work this. I can't work tech and push, push, push. And then it works. <laughs> so just keep pushing the buttons. You'll get there. Do you know what I mean? You'll get there, love. And then just off the back of You know, those things, if I could have a big magnet and magnetize more of what I love to me, to my 20 year old self, it would be the things that I did. But I couldn't fully engage and enjoy them because I had all this emotional, unprocessed emotional pain that I didn't understand that I was carrying and I was carrying pain that wasn't mine to carry. So it more music, like I went to so many festivals, so many gigs, so many raves, that kind of thing, I'd still do that. But maybe I would have become a DJ earlier. And, you know, played around with that a little bit more, not superstar, but just kind of put that into practice. I had played the bass guitar. So done that and pursued that. And played more gigs. Um, been on radio. You know, I spoke last week about having that Fisher-Price radio. Um, what do you call it? Voice recorder when I was a kid. And I obviously loved to talk. Look at what I'm doing now. And actually being on radio. Basically, I would have been Annie <laughs> How cool is she? So I would have been Annie Mac in my 20s. And then if I could repel away things, alcohol, substances, and toxic relationships, things. Um, I think not people but I'd like to understand people more I'd like to understand the dynamics there were some people and relationships that really were toxic and didn't need you know could have done without um but others it, it's more it's not the people that are toxic it is it is the kind of energy and the, um, the stuff that isn't mine to carry that made it really hard to interact with those people and understand. And it had a really big impact on how I felt about myself. So if I had more positive relationships, got rid of the alcohol and substances, obviously not completely, it, it would have still been helpful to have gone through that phase and experienced that because I've said that I learned more from taking drugs than I did from going to school. Um But imagine if I'd had time in my 20s where I was sober, clean, however you want to describe it, nourished, supported, and I'd gone out there and done these multi-passionate things and tried the music and playing the bass and the radio and that type of thing and had some healing and support and knew that I was on that kind of right path. That would be really interesting, wouldn't it? So have a think about that. Would you change anything? And even if you wouldn't, because things are working out as actually as they should, what would you love your 20th self to know? And what would have that allowed them to do differently? Like what action would have they taken? For me, I just feel like I've been robbed of time through my suffering and my coping mechanisms. So if I could give myself that time back, I'd want to do more of what I really loved and the things that give me joy and fun. And it's all about the music and the festivals and the radio and that kind of thing so there we go let me know what you think about that <laughs> and yeah I'm going to if I'm back next week it's because I couldn't let go <laughs> and just laugh just laugh smile and wave while she's back um but I'm actually going to plan to take a short break I don't want it to be long I want it to be a matter of like a couple of weeks something like that Um, to get this wee little facelift happening and then I will be back because there's a couple of other things I'm working on too that I mentioned before about these workshops. So, I hope you have a good week. Let me know what you thought about what I was saying and what would you do differently? What would your advice be? And I will be back soon. And if you have any feedback or input on what you would like to hear more of, um please do let me know because there's no rules um (laughs) maybe i should have a few rules okay have a wonderful week and i will catch up with you soon take care